Hey everybody, it's another time for an episode of another, Dutch Chicago's 60 another Podcast. Another time for an episode of the Another time, another time for another episode for Dutch Chicago's 60, 60 Podcast. I am your illustrious host, uh, Justin J. War, and next to me is my other illustrious co-host, Norman. Norman Stormin Norman. Norman yes, Manny is on leave this week. He is not with us, unfortunately, but he'll be back with us in a couple of weeks. We will not be here next week, more than likely. No. If we do do an episode, we will let you know. If we do do an episode, if we do do an episode, we will let you know. But uh, this one here is moving. So that means I will not be available because I'll be moving a bunch of crap that I call my possessions into another establishment that I will call a home. And so I will be very busy. But then we'll have a new space where we'll be doing the podcast. You won't see this lovely wall anymore. It'll be it'll a whole be a, different wall. That's right. It'll be a new wall and a new couch. A new couch. Crazy shenanigans. Insane. But this week we do have an episode. And what we are going to be discussing is hey! It's Memorial Day! Oh, and uh, we'll also be talking about uh, Lori Lightfoot. She's our new mayor. It's official! We're also going to be talking about a review of a play that I saw at the Theater Wit called Hannah, Hannah, and Martin. Uh, the Rue is a gas station and literary, literary, food, I can't say anything, literary center that's being opened in the Chicago Lawn area. And also, tattoos in Lakeview help support survivors of sex crimes. All of that, a few other quick shout-outs to people that are alive and dead, and as always, that's what it is, and always we end the show with the Jag-Off of the Week. All of that this week and more, and now Norman, it's time for the Podcast! If you're not drinking, you're doing something wrong, folks. And if you're not drinking because you're on probation or you don't want to, it's okay. Totally acceptable. Do you. You do you. Live your best life. You live your best life. But we drink. drink. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it. Okay, well, Norm, it is Memorial Day It is Memorial Day. How about them apples? Oh, man. Uh, I will say that um, as an army brat, Memorial Day is an important day for a lot of uh, vets, those who have served uh, government employees, period. I mean, anyone who's fought or just been in the military in general, like, it's an important day to kind of honor those people who have fought for us and fought for our freedoms, fought for our country. Um is also a day off of work, and that is um, yes. really kind of a hard uh, divide to hold. Yes. <laughs> because uh, not only do you know I respect all those who have served, but I also like to sleep in. Mm-hmm. So yes, ooh. it's like thanks guys for dying for us so that we get a day off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if of all the people that should get a day off, it's probably them. <laughs> But all the rest of us do for your sacrifice, and we appreciate you. Uh, we really do. Like it's kind of insane. Because I mean, what what do you what do you think Memorial Day is? Right. It's supposed to. Well, you're supposed to memorialize the individuals who fought in wars like World War One, World War Two, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, 
Uh, 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 Do we go back to civil and like? It yeah, really right? goes back. It's really more modern era okay. type of conflicts, I would we say, like post 1900s. Okay, is what I think really Civil War. I think is going like, back. I mean, most of those people got, are already dead. You know, the Revolutionary <laughs> like, War. We gotta honor those. We gotta people. honor those Revolutionary <laughs> War guys. I mean, they did a lot. Yep, they did so much. That's <laughs> right. There'd be no America, no America, if it weren't for those guys. So. Thanks for dying, revolutionaries for dying. against the British Empire. And some of yeah. you, yeah, thanks for dying for my freedom. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, That's right. Several generations in the future. Fuck you for not allowing my people to be free. Yes, <laughs> you bastards. Um, but then I get it. It was money, so yeah. Yeah, we get it. There's a, we, we, there's a whole conversation there. Whole conversation. <laughs> whole conversation that can be had there, absolutely. But no, it's mostly for like World War One, World War Two, Vietnam War, Korean mm. War veterans. Modern wars. More modern wars, yes. Even um, uh, the Iraq War, both. I guess you could say both yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah, you can. We've got a lot of uh, current veterans that are that should be taken care of. We do a lot of warring, stuff. to be honest. Well, we're America, so we we, we, we uh, if there's a fight to be had, we're, right. we're usually kind of like well, we it. got guns. Well, the U.S. is built to. Uh, during the, um, uh, oh my goodness, all of my U.S. history is going out the window. It's right off the right door. Mm-hmm. Like, that Eisenhower thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> the military-industrial complex. Thank you. Uh, you know, U.S. The U.S. was built after World War II to base it. Tutu? Doo-doo and Tutu. You're just on your I am crushing it today. I'm crushing it. Oh, Lord. How much more beer do I need to drink for this to get right? Um... Yeah, so the uh, the U.S. after post World War II was basically built on the premise of being able to fight in at least two wars, and in some cases, some people today modern times are saying the U.S. should be able to fight in basically three wars. Although I guess you would call it like two wars and like a minor conflict. <laughs> like, do we really need to be involved in three wars? Yeah, I don't I think mean, so. A, I think that seems much. a bit excessive. <laughs> you know. You don't we need don't to see wanna, us in everything. Yeah, we don't want to see you. That's right, yeah. It's like it's just like that one person in an improv show who just keeps going into scenes. And you're like, can you, can you stop? You need, uh, you Let to... other people have a turn to be in a scene. <laughs> like, no, I'm so good. I'm in every scene. That's America. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, uh, we're being... Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson right now. Right, like, yeah, we're in like exactly. every movie, yeah. and nothing against Dwayne. I love fucking the Rock. He's the shit. Of course, and he's a hard worker, just like Americans right. are. But like, we don't have to do everything, do right. we? Right. Seriously, I don't. I mean, no, we do. We, <laughs> we do. Actually, we can take a day we off. Right. <laughs> we get one day, but no, we have to do a lot of stuff on yeah, yeah. the world. Otherwise, yeah, this shit would be getting crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. very crazy. Yeah. But what's interesting. Uh, about this holiday and what's worthwhile discussing norm is the fact that a lot of the individuals we are supposed to be memorializing today are very soon not going to be with us Mm -hmm. very soon within the next decade or so i would say the remnants of the world war ii veterans and whatnot will all pretty much be passed away the korean war was only about a decade or so after that and Mm -hmm. vietnam war was in the late 60s and early 70s so those individuals will probably be around for quite a while but that 
being said, there are less wars being fought mm-hmm. uh, with the modernization and technological advancements of modern warfare. There aren't the same type of conflicts as there were back in the yeah. early 1900s mid, or, uh, and mid-1900s. So, not a lot of... The, the, there aren't as many enlisted individuals. There are not as many, let's say, war veterans as there were definitely from those two previous engagements so it's the thing is what what is this what is this holiday going to be turning into into the future and a lot of people are particularly veterans are seeing that there's a decline in overall patriotism it is and for a lot of people just another day to sleep in and not have to go to work and you can see some remnants of that even in the chicagoland area which is to me a bit distressing and disturbing i i really love being an american I think we do live in probably the best, if not at least one of the top five best countries. There are obviously a lot of things that we do not do well in, that we do not rank high in. I think this is very well documented. There are statistics out there that you can find where the U.S. is not exactly doing well. But we are still, I would say, the bastion of freedom and hope and a lot of the world's democracies use the United States Constitution as a bulwark uh, to frame their constitutions and their democratic societies. So, you know, we still got that going for us. (laughs) And, uh, you know, a a big reason why that happened today is because of the men and women who have died protecting this country and fighting in wars that seemingly didn't seem like anything... We should be involved in. I think the one with Hitler was definitely one we should have been in. Pretty important. Definitely, World War One also seemed like something worthwhile. Yeah. We could argue. There's there's definitely some arguments to be made about the Korean and Vietnam Wars for yeah, sure. Those but those were a little tricky. Weak, but I think uh, for the most part is understood why we were involved in those conflicts, and that we people call them. Some people call them conflicts, not even wars. Yeah. Although the war. Yeah. The yeah. term war is a, not to take yeah. anything away from anybody who is a Vietnam or a Korean War veteran. Well, I mean, but, there's, a, there's a winner and loser in war. There typically is, and then those, there really those, wasn't. There was no, no winner. It's like, stalemate! <laughs> yeah, there was no real winner. We <laughs> just <laughs> killed each other, and that was kind of... And then, you know, the soldiers came back home, and then we threw rocks at them. Um, <laughs> yeah, that didn't seem like a good thing. And told them to go fuck themselves. And that, I mean, that's a messy generation, too. I mean, besides the music and the... the uh, the evolution of the black community, uh, the Vietnam War sucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, it fucked up a, an entire generation of, of men uh, that were brought back home and were told to fuck off because of what they had done. And they had fought for the country. They had gone to a place and they had gotten fucked up and watched many of their friends die in their hands. I mean, just like all wars, but this one was just messy on a terrain that was not theirs and a climate that wasn't theirs. Uh, and yeah, and those, those individuals have always kind of held that for a long time. That wasn't, that wasn't, um, that wasn't okay. No. <laughs> they and didn't, they didn't and a lot of those individuals did not, and even today, the healthcare and, mm-hmm. uh, the Veterans Affairs Office is not exactly, let's say, a tip-top organization. There have oh. been many issues with that organization taking care of veterans. Mm-hmm. So I think it's. I think this is a very important day, and I feel like in some cases we have forgotten what this day is really supposed to be about in some cases. And and like 
there are veterans out there who are mentioning this, saying like, hey, guys, don't forget that, you know, we we fought and died, mm-hmm. and I lost people, and, you know, just because I'm getting older doesn't mean that you should, you know, we should remember the people who are putting their lives on the line for the rest of you to enjoy your day off, basically. Yeah, and you know, the and cookouts. And yeah, exactly. And the but bonfires. Here's what I asked, though, because this same thing is going to happen with, with 9-11. Uh, that date for a lot of us is, you know, a lot of us know and remember where we were exactly that moment when everything happened because it was an attack on our country. We, we cannot forget it. But there's a lot of people who don't know, who have no clue, who were never born here or weren't born at, at that point yet or were too young to know. That date is going to become a date where everyone asks you to never forget, but how can you forget something you barely really know? Mm-hmm. You know, and so just like... You know, um, Lincoln's birthday or, you know, Martin Luther King's birthday or, you know, those days that we try to honor, we easily forget them because we had no connection to them. Right. So just like Memorial Day, I think it's starting to hit a point where we're not. There's got to be a better way to connect to it versus just, um, I won't call it blind dedication. I'll call it uh, just remembrance because no one's going to memorialize anything if they have no true connection with it. I think that goes to a deeper issue with just education, education. in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people can't even point out the United States on a fucking map. No. On a, on a <laughs> map. I mean, for fuck's sake. Hey, hey, I thought the world was flat for a long time. Okay? <laughs> and then I realized there was a such thing as a globe. Right, that's right. No, yeah, but there's... yeah, you're right. It, it all stems from education. It all stems from what we what we were taught. Um, not only, but I mean, let's let's take education and say fuck it for a minute. Uh, what about your parents? What about your grandparents? Like, if I didn't sit down with my parents and they didn't teach me, you know, about their careers or with my grandparents and they they said something, like I, my, I mean, my 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 dad, he walks around with a POW bracelet of a guy that he doesn't even know. Uh, he found him on one of the walls. He searched for his name. To, to see and I mean he carries around this bracelet of a man he has no clue who he is but he respects him and honors him because of that yeah and he has that connection he, he he's been a part of that but how do you, I guess you got I guess we have to teach our younger generation like this day is so important yeah. because of the many many deaths and sacrifices and 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 families lost and generations stopped. Right. Because of it. And that's pretty heavy, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty, is. that's a heavy thing to try to teach. It is. I mean, it's supposed to be a, a heavy day. There's so definitely yeah. supposed to be some reverence for this day. And then, you know, most people go out on a boat yeah. and drink. <laughs> I don't know how many photos I've seen I of people mean, like yeah. just, just partying. And I'm like, woo, woo. And it's like, you know, I'm going to watch a war movie <laughs> later and be like, yeah, this is what it's about, man. It's these guys... On the beaches of Omaha and God, I can't even remember some of the other ones, but the, like those guys, like just watch the opening scenes of. <laughs> that's probably the only one. Saving Private Ryan. I mean, you know, that's be literally going through hell to uh, fighting a war where they had no real stake or investment. They just yeah, yeah. that's why they're called the Greatest Generation. Because they, they did that. And same thing with anybody who fought in the Korean War or Vietnam War. It's like you were saying. These are not places where any of these individuals... It's just, you know, 
they were told, oh, we're going to go do this thing from and people in Washington, it. and yeah. like, there's a greater purpose, and mm-hmm. you need an education, we'll pay for it, but, mm-hmm. you know, kill some people first. Yeah. <laughs> right? The- and then, you know, it's just... But the, the, the amount of sacrifice it takes, I feel like that's something inherently lacking in our society today where there isn't a whole lot of sacrifice going around. It's more instant gratification and what can somebody do for me now type of situation. And if we were to maybe take this day as a, uh, an opportunity to instill some value of what previous generations mm-hmm. had to do it might make a lot of the people in our generation us millennials uh just to have a better understanding of what life is about and what like what it takes to progress through life and i think it's pretty well exemplified and typified in these individuals and you know they just need to be taken care of a lot better than they than they have been so i think one day we could definitely Go up to somebody. If you do see a veteran, don't go up to them and say like, uh, "Thank you for your service." Mm-hmm. I don't. There's there's also been a huge thing uh, in recent times, the last decade or so, where they're just joining the military is not a thing that people even consider worthwhile anymore. Like, oh, you're joining, you know, you get all all these people like, oh, you're joining the military, oh. Wait, you know, I have a guy who, a very, very good friend of mine who's served in the Navy and he got into a real hot water situation and, you know, his stuff was on CNN at one point several years ago and I, you know, my, my buddy, my buddy could be, he's not, but he could be dead. Like, mm-hmm. I would be more than thankful for, for everything that he did when he was serving and whatnot. Now he's moving on to some other things, but just that whole, um, I, I guess, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? <sighs> Stigma of going into the military now has just it's just it's lost its purpose and meaning and value to and it, I don't think it's I don't think it's valuable for anybody including and particularly here in Chicago or anywhere. I mean, this is a blue collar city. Like we had a lot of guys go over there mm-hmm. and fight in these wars and whatnot. We we're we're still a big metropolitan area with a lot of people, a lot of people from here went and fought like there's a lot of veterans in chicago we should not be forgetting them. we should not make them feel less of a person because they're going off and doing something that they believe in or that just mm-hmm. just believing like it's just a, i guess an overall sense of patriotism that i think is just being lost and i guess we could discuss what does patriotism even mean nowadays yeah, yeah. but i still legitimately inherently think there is a lack of patriotism going on in this country and i think it's being typified in the fact that Memorial Day has kind of lost what it's supposed to be. I don't know how you feel about that. But. Well, I mean, the, to go on the idea of um, of a lack of, of joining the military, I will say in recent years, uh, from at least our time of growing up, it's been really strange because the military would, you would see um, promotional tools of like, do you want to go to college? Do you want to, you know, join, like, look at this person jumping out of a plane. Look at this person running through rough terrain and doing all these cool things. Do you want to do that, too? Because we can get you through college. We can do all these things for you. You know, you need to come do do us. Right. And we'll do for you. You know, and it was very... It, it was very, like, action movie, join because you can do all this stuff. And for me as a kid, watching my mom work her ass off in an office 
and then, you know, do PT and have to, you know, still, you know, like do the physical, but also do a lot of the, the work and the paperwork. I think when I was younger, especially when the Iraq war started, I had a lot of friends who were just like ready to go over there and start shooting stuff up. Mm-hmm. And that was a really big issue in the South. And the real thing was like, don't think you're going to just jump straight into a firefight. Like some of you won't make it that far. Yeah. There's a lot of work that goes into just being able to... Exactly. You know, Steve Rogers didn't make the cut, guys. Exactly. Okay? He needed to be injected he with a bunch of steroids. stuff before he like, became Captain America. Exactly. All right? Like, so, it's not that simple, and yeah. it's not that easy, but then, you know, if you stay in, if you're really dedicated, you make a career out of it. A lot yeah. of people have made great careers out of it. But then, you know, in the end, how do we... But not everybody's able to make a career out yeah, of it exactly. like some of those individuals. Some people get the shit end of the stick. Exactly. And how do, and how do we how do we dedicate a day but then also fuck over veterans with with inadequate healthcare or you know retirement and shit like that? Like how do we how do we really honor anyone? That's why I I, I got to That's a good word. Yeah, I, honor. I got to really uh, personally I, I hate the president on just the fact that this one minor fact alone that he can insult a veteran in McCain, when he's like respect the flag or honor the flag, but then insult a veteran like McCain and say, "I like my I like my my prisoners of war who didn't get caught," or "I like my vets who didn't get caught." Right. I like the fact that my my dad carries around a fucking bracelet of a guy he never knew. Like to me, that's disrespectful. But certainly is, and, and that was that was also a personal grudge match that. That he had, because McCain was not exactly a friend to Trump. No, no, by any they means. shouldn't have gotten intertwined. <laughs> he should have left no, that shit out. No, he should. But, yeah, that, that's a part. I mean, McCain is definitely. I think anybody who knew him, an American hero. Regardless, it's not exactly easy being a POW. Yeah. In any war, there are plenty yeah. of movies about that yeah. out there. But I'm it's, wondering, and a lot of POWs did a lot of stuff for mm-hmm. other POWs in the camps that were struggling, and they smuggled stuff in and stuff. So I mean. A lot of them tried to escape because yeah. that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite movies is The Great Escape with Steve McQueen. So, you know, that great movie. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? Seen it? No. Oh, dude, you got to see nope, it. It's the best. Seen it. It's such a great movie. But, um, which in Attenborough, great movie. But uh, James Garner. <laughs> it's uh, a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> great movie. Just a great, great movie. Those are the three main guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I anyway, mean, I wonder how our next generation, the next generation coming up, is going to take the Iraq War because that was the last. Right. That was a big war. Right. Like how they're going to take the loss of, of family members and things like that, and and kind of tip, connect that to Memorial Day. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because, I mean, we definitely have let's let's <laughs> you know the stats are there yeah, a very yeah, liberal yeah. millennial base who yeah. are one could argue being indoctrinated with an ideology that is contrary or would the the thoughts and ideas would definitely be counteractive to what being patriotic and supporting the military would suggest where mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot more people who are like very anti-war which is not not to say that war is a great thing or anything like that mm-hmm. definitely staying out of war is a good thing but for those individuals who do make a life choice to go into the military to protect those people to even have the right to be able to not like them. I mean, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's a good like point. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's what I think is something that's being yeah. lost on this day. 
I mean, I'm sure there's a parade or something around, but I mean, it's just, you know, it's just, I think it's just lost its overall meaning. There's, there is, there's something okay with saying I'm an American. I'm very proud to be an American. Mm -hmm. Thank you individuals for allowing me to do whatever dumb shit I'm doing in this country (laughs) because Mm -hmm. you, we, and we do have the the greatest military force on the face of the planet. There are legitimate statistics where... One of my favorite ones is we have like 22 or 23 aircraft carriers. We have more than like the next seven or eight countries combined on aircraft carriers. Like nobody can mess with us. We we fuck up shit. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's also that argument so I can get both sides of the argument. But at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm an American. I'm proud to be an American. And... You know, even though we don't do everything right, I mean, I don't personally have any invest in, investment in that. You know, it's politicians and whatnot. But there's nothing wrong with still at least supporting the individuals who put their lives on the line so that we can also have the ability to say that voice to our politicians to say, stop putting our good men and women in harm's way when yeah. they don't need to be. Yeah. So there needs to be that respect. And I feel like there's, particularly with the whole NFL controversy and yeah, the kneeling, and then yeah. there was just like, some military people are for and others are not. It's just like this was not a good – this was not a conflict we needed in yeah. America. It, was it just wasn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, 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 it's – right now I think and that's probably why we're not having the outpouring that we would in, in the past is because there's a lot of conversation about what it means to be American now and what it means to be proud of, of a country that's truly a mixing pot of cultures. I think we forget that we we set in our mind this mentality of like, well, we're American, you stay out and stay at your own country unless you make your way in here the right way. And there's definitely nothing wrong with that. That's a pride in, in our country. But we're so muddled with different types of people. Like, we're a beautiful thing if we can just accept that we, we're a cultural hub of not only technological advances, but... Of individuals who want to be here and work hard and and, and create Pop culture, future. yeah. I mean, like, our culture expands across the globe. Where yes. everybody everybody wants to make it in Hollywood yes. and from around the world because that's that's how you get known worldwide. Exactly. And that's, um, that's America. So and we you know we do have the process of like well you know there's we're sending businesses out you know country other countries are taking it taking what's ours but in reality we need to keep creating more businesses that are ours if those businesses are being sent out if they're taking their business elsewhere then let's start creating more businesses that are specifically ours um but you know that that leads into a whole huge conversation i love that memorial day can lead itself into the, what yeah. does it mean to be american yeah exactly because, i mean in reality who else has a memorial day I, I don't know of any other countries. Yeah. If anybody out there watching yeah, or please, listening to the podcast know of any other countries that celebrate a Memorial Day, or I am sure in memoriam, yeah. something of that nature. I, I have to think other countries definitely do. I'm sure they're out there. I am unaware of what they are. Mm-hmm. I have a guess of which countries might have them. <laughs> and, <laughs> Is that and, every day? And, and some that may, yeah. have, <laughs> may have been like, oh, let's forget those yeah, people. <laughs> Let's not do that. That's maybe. Uh, I think the rest of the world would not be happy. We did <laughs> Germany, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, I just think I just think in general, you know, I I just would hate to see Memorial Day lose its 
I just don't want Memorial Day to just be that extra day you get off, and then yeah. that's the only thing it means is like, oh yeah, Memorial Day. Oh, that's a day I get off of, and you know, and then having a generation where it's like, why do we get to if yeah. if we get to a point where our like our kids, because you know, probably would be our kids or our kids' kids at some point have the the moment where they go, why why is this a holiday? Then we have we have lost all moral fiber and being. We have shit the bed. That is the end. Days I feel like days like this. And other like other holidays like Martin Luther King Day and all those things like these are days that are specifically meant for us to uh, be introspective and reflect upon where we are today as a nation and as a country and as citizens of you know the greatest country in the world and how do we main, how do we continue to do that because as you've mentioned we are a melting pot of so many individuals and the fact that we have made it this far and that we are doing this well and not in everywhere obviously but. In general, we are the only country that is as much of a success doing what we what we're doing and how we're we have been doing it for the period that we have. There's no other country in the world that can be where you can say that. And it's not been you know it's been a bumpy ride. You know, there's been some life lessons thrown in there. We've gotten hit in the dick a few times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we've had a, we've had a sore taint, if you will, for yes. on a few occasions. For a few. But, yeah. I'm just so happy I got to say taint on a podcast. <laughs> so glad I put this as expletive. Exp- exp- uh, that's great. But yeah. um, explicit. Explicit, explicit content explicit on the content. Chicago 60 podcast. But here in Chicago, I think in general, you know, I don't see a lot of American flags today. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of people out. or I know, And that used to be a thing mm-hmm. in Chicago and, and in the United States in general. There used to be a pride about that. And maybe I've just not been outdoors enough to see it today it's maybe, possible but maybe we do shift you know, it more to july 4th maybe all that kind of pride goes into that fourth weekend you know blue angels come out you know everyone's outside it's warmer weather here specifically i don't know about anywhere else it should be meant for veterans today, yeah, really. yeah yeah but like in gen- like in general giving respect to veterans who were there but once those yeah. veterans are gone and that's what people are saying yeah. once these world war ii veterans like it, is it what's what is this day going to mean and are we going to, as you suggested, give veterans of like the Iraq War the same type of reverence that we would give people who fought World War II or the Korean or even the Vietnam War in some cases? And I don't know. Yeah, and that's what's kind of scary and troubling. And yeah. I think they, I think that they all should because it takes a lot of courage and sacrifice to go into the military and put your life on the line for all of us here in Chicago and all across the rest of the United States. We, people you don't know. Mm-hmm. Doing something you probably don't want to be doing in a country you don't want to be in, <laughs> like that takes a lot of courage. And regardless of what po- your political leanings or stances are, I think to give people respect for doing that, regardless. Because yeah. if we didn't have a military, we didn't have those individuals. You know, <laughs> things could be rough. Yeah. So none of it could know. be. Definitely would be. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. good uh, good discussion on that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and for for any of you out there, if you have any amazing Memorial Day traditions that you do on this wonderful day, then please uh, leave us a comment on our in the podcast or on the Facebook Live link or just on Facebook in general, and uh, we'd love to hear about it. And uh, if you know any veterans or whatnot, we'd love to do a shout out to them at some point. I know uh, our good friend Charlie Barons of the Man Talk Minute. He does quite a bit for veterans and mm-hmm. does a lot of shouts to veterans, and we yeah. should do that at some point here as well but particularly today let us know we would love to do that so 
Anyway, happy Memorial Day! Happy Memorial Day! <laughs> Yay, drinking! Drink to you! Cheers to the veterans. The veterans of Chicago. We gave you a nice shout out there, veterans, okay? The veterans. The veterans. You guys are the best, okay? Keep doing what you're doing and can't get together, get a drink, and have a good time. Alright. <laughs> Alright, moving right, right along, along in, in utter news. Lori Lightfoot is mayor of Chicago. Lori Lightfoot is mayor of Chicago! Yes. Yes, yes, an and era. She's already fucking with shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it is like the smallest stuff, but people are like flipping over tables like, how dare you take... Because uh, I think she... Didn't she um, take the cops off of her detail and now has hired... Um, outside resources to so, pro- yes. for her protective detail, yes. and the cops are like, "We have done this for over. I don't know. I'm going to exaggerate the number. Fifty years, like five hundred years. We have been watching the the mayor of Chicago. How dare you?" And she's like, "Hold up. I'm not telling you all to go away. I'm just saying, I, I don't trust you." So, <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, it's yes. crazy. The first African American female and. Gay lesbian she individual. All of those boxes yeah. in one swoop. Like. We got a we got a twofer. Yeah, <laughs> got a twofer, <laughs> right in there. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, you know, it's the end. Of, we also have to know it's the end of an era. End of an era. Four fingered Rom is gone. Emmanuel. So Emmanuel. Rahm Emanuel. <laughs> he gone. He man. gone. He gone. He gone. There were some nice two. I mean, I don't know how you felt about Rom. I think overall. He was an interesting mayor. I think he, I mean, he, I think he did a, a good amount of work for trying to get business into Chicago. Uh, I think overall, the business hub and like technology. I mean, Chicago is definitely one of the technology hubs in the country. Not at all close to like Silicon Valley, but there's a lot of IT firms and stuff like that, and that was due to a lot of the work that he was doing. He also put a lot of work into charter schools, mm-hmm. which I got him to a hot water with a lot of yeah, public schools. Yeah, did. But the kids that are at the charter schools are doing or very doing well. Better. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of like, uh, so I mean, I don't know why. I, I feel like we should give him a grade on his mayorship. Uh, out of four stars. <laughs> out of four stars. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Out of four stars, how would we rate Rahm Emanuel's legacy as mayor of Chicago? Four fingered uh, Rahm. You know what? I gotta give him. Two and a half stars out of four, mm. only because I'll admit, uh, I kind of came in during uh, the middle of everything. Uh, I wasn't really paying attention to Chicago politics when I first moved here, um, but then kind of when it became a local situation, I started caring a lot more because I watched a neighborhood that I love kind of change itself. And I understood that not only did the alderman affected, but the the mayor as well, and the governor, and all of these entities were affecting my small ass part of Chicago. So uh, I give him a two and a half because he's done a lot of great things. I also loved how he stood up for Chicago and said, "You're not going to tell like you know when when uh, a bully comes around." And I'm going to be honest: when the president said, "Hey, I'm going to tell you what to do," he was like, "Well, hold up, no, uh, I run this bitch." Uh, this is my shit, and you can't tell me without sitting down and having a conversation with me and my mm-hmm. bitches, and us, like, talking about this. You can't just tell me what I'm going to do. 
So I'll give him the the props that he you know he deserves, but then I'm also kind of like, there's a lot of crooked shit in Chicago. Yeah, there is. Like a lot there of crooked sure. shit in Chicago, and I, I need, I need we need leaders who just don't have the time. You don't have the time to be crooked because you're trying to fix shit. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be ideal case. Yeah. yeah, I think I would probably give him. And this I'd is coming probably, from a Republican. Yeah, I'd probably get. I think I'd probably go right about a two and a half. I think he did about an average job. I mean, he didn't. He did. He there was a lot of controversy that he got into with the whole release, uh, not releasing the tape mm-hmm. for the individual that was shot. That was a whole hullabaloo. And then the, uh, you know, then there's everything with the public schools and the defunding of public schools. That was mm-hmm. a big issue where a lot of neighborhoods were very, very upset. I mean, it was. I mean, he he barely won the mayorship the second time around against Chewy Chewy Garcia. Yes. <laughs> Chewy, oh Chewy Chewy, um, it's such a fun name to say Chewy. Um, but I think he also did a lot of good things for for business in Chicago. He did he did stick up for the city of Chicago quite a bit. I mean, even with like the Jesse Smollett case. Yeah, I mean, that. I, mean I think you know. I think he probably took the approach he needed to take. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was, de- I mean, he definitely stuck up for the city of Chicago, I think, mm-hmm. to the best of his ability and the best way he thought he could. I definitely think he made a lot of mistakes. Nobody's yeah. perfect. Probably should have stayed out of that a little bit. <laughs> probably, probably. Um, there's obviously the whole Lincoln Yards thing that we yeah, talked about. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. pushing that through as his last thing, and that mm-hmm. kind of seems silly. But, you know, on the whole, yeah, I'd say two and a half. Two and a half stars for him. Yeah. Probably is about what I would give him as a grade. So that means Does Chicago 60 podcast gives Rahm Emanuel's mayorship a two and a half out of four stars. So there you go, guy. And if you feel like starring him on your own rating, uh, please, by all means, star yeah, him. Us give us the reasons why he's either more or less. How many stars did you would give him? I mean, you, you can't hate someone what's who done? made it all the way through. I will, ad- get what's done? I will admit he did not get arrested. It's like he did not get arrested. He did Good not get dragged out of office. So that's right. I mean, damn, that gives you that half star. That gives you at least a half a star. Half a star. Half Chicago. a star. It's like writing your name on the SAT. <laughs> not getting. Uh, you get something. Not, you get. You get at least six hundred points for just writing your name on the damn test. <laughs> not getting arrested as the mayor of Chicago gets you at least a half a star. Like, is that not kind of sad, but also kind of great at the same time? Yeah. That, at least if you write your name correctly. Bruce Browner's not in jail. I mean, right. it's, he's pretty much a damn success story in the state of <laughs> Illinois at this point. And he was horrific. And that also is coming from a man who votes Republican a lot of the time. So, uh, yeah, that's it's crazy. So, um, you know. But Lori Lightfoot, it's yeah. now her reign. Yeah. We shall see how she does. She sits on the Iron Throne, so to speak. Because, yeah, I, mean, I mean, didn't it burn down? It did, <laughs> like, yeah. Wasn't it burned we down don't by want Jack her to Dragon? burn it down. Don't be Drogon, Lord. No, Lightfoot. don't be. Don't no, be Drogon. No, don't, don't burn be it down. Uh, but no, I, I really hope, you know, as you can hope, as you hope for everything, you hope that everything works out. There's good things, you know, to be honest, sadly, bad things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know there are going to be moments where you're just like, shit. Um, it's just more how you deal with it yes. as the mayor. Do you deal with yes. it righteously, yes. honestly, and do you not bullshit mm-hmm. the public? Now, to a certain extent, politics is always going to have a, a level of bullshit because there are certain things you just, you, I mean, you logically, 
you can't say everything because that could be very bad. And in a lot of cases, the truth will come out anyway. Exactly. It will come out. So it is better to be forthright and honest up front in general. But anybody with half a brain knows you're not going to be saying everything all up front. Just, yeah. just, you know, that's but that's pretty much it. Give out information as it is important and pertinent. Mm-hmm. Stick up for the city of Chicago. You know, even if... Look, even if I don't agree with some of the policies she comes out with or anything like that, which I'm sure I will not, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we will discuss on the podcast mm-hmm. when yeah. they come out. But if you go to those policies and run with those policies with your full intention of this is what I believe is right mm-hmm. and this is for how the it city, helps. Yeah. and this is how it helps, and you have mm-hmm. good information and factual data to back it up, mm-hmm. at least then you're going through it uh, 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 truthfully and and forthrightfully and that is all we can ask for in a mayor for this city we are the still the third largest city in the country yeah. we need uh, a good mayor because god we don't want somebody like bill de blasio out in new york fuck that dude oh my god he's horrific <laughs> but horrific. i will i will say on that note i think what we're losing in politics is when someone's wrong is going going ahead and admitting it because I think right. at least that way we go, okay, so you know that that was a wrong play. So, and then offering like, hey, listen, I tried that, didn't work, my bad. Right. Here's the other outlet we're going to go with. We're going to do this now instead because that's going to hopefully work better. If it doesn't, then we're back to the cutting table. Like, I, I really wish uh, more po- politicians were very kind of vocally involved of like, hey, I'm trying avenues. I'm trying to get through these pockets. If I can find the opening and just run it through, then I'll do so. But if I can't, these are the reasons why. And we're trying to... So then you sit there and go, okay, so you tried that. Didn't work. I get I, I'm following along with you. I say you should do this. At least you're trying things versus us sitting here on our thumbs going, I wonder what they're doing. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> it sounds like they're just making money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you want to not... In some cases, you want to not be hearing what's going on with the mayor because mm-hmm. then you were just and, and as you go through your daily life, yeah. I mean, I, we don't, I, we don't even know everything that's going no, on all the no. time. We find we listen to the stories, we look at the stories that we find mm-hmm. the most interesting to talk about here. But at the end of the day, do do what will what will provide you the most respect as mayor. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like to, if you can be a respected mayor, then you win, yeah. even if you don't accomplish everything. But if you can be respected by even people on the other side of the aisle who would not typically vote for you. That is, I think, the bulwark of this is what it means to be a good politician mm-hmm. or a good mayor in the city. Yeah. So yeah. we hope Lori Lightfoot hope, does that. Hope. We hope that you are the hope. We hope that you're the hope. That your inexperience is not going to bring your downfall. <laughs> really hope. <laughs> really hope. But good luck to you, Lori Lightfoot. Good luck we, to you, Lori Lightfoot. We, we, we will definitely be talking about we'll you, I'm sure, in the future. In, in now the future. that you're official. You're our mayor. <laughs> yes. Yay. Yay. All right. Well, moving right along in, in other news, news, I have a play bum, that bum, I bum, saw. Bum, 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 bum. The Shattered Globe Ooh. Theater Company. Shout out to my teacher, Doug McDade. He was in it. Uh, it we saw a play called Hannah... Hannah and Martin. Okay, so this was at the Theater Wit, uh, which we've Norm and I went to go see. Mm, Admissions yeah. is still there, and although it's I think it's done now, but mm. um, this play was really quite good. I think it runs for another week or so. Mm. So I would I would recommend people to go see it. It was interesting. However, I'm going to give you a little bit of a review on it so that uh, you can decide if you really 
actually want to go see it or not. Because it is a heavy play. It is a very heavy, heavy. philosophical play. Okay. So the play is centered around um, this woman who's named Hannah Arendt. She is a Jewish female individual who basically it starts out in college and she's uh, the pupil of this German gentleman, Martin Heidegger, who's a professor at Freiburg University. And he's one of the main German intellectuals of the time. And this woman, Hannah, uh, he takes a liking to her because of the way she thinks. She's kind of atypical for many of the people in her age group. And they end up kind of having a budding, typical professor, you know, student, pupil relationship. They get involved romantically and all kind of shit hits the fan. He's married and has kids Ooh. and kind of sends her away to go teach with another friend professor of his and the general story and plot revolves around how as a jew during world war a uh, world war ii she flees becomes a professor in the united states and this gentleman martin uh heidegger uh ends up getting into hot water post world war ii because he was one of the main intellectuals that tried to foster the movement of the nazi party but for very different reasons than what the Nazi party was actually going for in terms of the extermination of Jews. because he, And that's what the play kind of shows. So she basically starts hating him because he was involved with the Nazi party. But then upon his request and because of her love for him, she goes to visit. And they have a big kind of fight towards the end of the play where he describes why he was involved with the Nazi party in the first place. And it was because he had this general idea of the grandness of Germany and all people kind of uh, being linked from uh, into the future to the relative past and just having a you know a passion for Germany and things like that and how the Nazi party were a bunch of idiots and they completely got the whole mission wrong and like killing Jews was stupid. And he's like, I don't support any of this. I just wanted Germans to find an eclectic... Uh, Kind of like patriotism, like we were talking about earlier. <laughs> like, just have some patriotism for the for who you are as a as a German individual. Wow. And uh, she ends up after because um, she had wrote scathing letters saying, "Don't let him teach anymore. He's clearly a bad individual." After uh, speaking with her other professor, that was her mentor. But then after speaking with him, she kind of reneges on that and decides, "I'm going to write some letters to help him." So because he he's still a brilliant individual who thinks in a way that would be beneficial to students to learn from. But all the other people are kind of like, are you nuts? He's mm -hmm. he's a fucking Nazi. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. it is a very heavy... I mean, there's a lot of Wagner in it, which is not exactly... I like classical music, but Jesus, Wagner, uh, which is... <laughs> it's, it's heavy shit, man. And so is this play. It's a very heavy... Uh, my mom and I went, actually... And we both had long days, and we were yawning through it. Oh. So not not necessarily yeah, because it was show, bad, but, but yeah. just because we were so tired. And it's a lot. It's of a lot of information. Yeah. And it, it takes a lot of mental fortitude to, mm -hmm. to comprehend everything that's going on. So it it is very a taxing and tiring play. But it is it was good overall. There were some performances I wasn't exactly through with. I don't know if the main. Uh, person who who played Hana, her name is uh, Christina Gorman. I don't know if she was given notes to perform the way that she did, mm -hmm. but the way she spoke and whatnot kind of turned me off. I was not she. 
I mean, I mean, I get she was playing a, an intellectual and whatnot, but she just the way she's <laughs> like there are just ways that she was like emphasizing things where I was just like, really turned off. But I still think she's a brilliant actress, like the way she portrayed things. Um, there was also there was a couple of things that were really bad with the play, though. They had a moment. They have this huge argument that's going on, and then some other guy comes on. This uh, this guy Balder von Schirach, who was uh, basically the leader of the, the Nazi youth uh, schools, and so he was indoctrinating children to basically hate Jews wow. and like become future soldiers yeah. and stuff. So. Um, they had that element in there, but he came in during this massive argument randomly on the side of the stage and was like saying things that he was saying from the first act. And it's just like, why are you doing that, dude? So mm-hmm. I think the play as it was written, there are definitely some things that could have been improved upon. Mm-hmm. But the main guy who played Martin Heidegger, Lawrence Grimm, he was phenomenal. And I really enjoyed his performance. I thought he did very, very well. Definitely a highlight. The woman who played his wife also... Uh, Courtney McKenna, she was fantastic. She plays Elfrida Heidegger. Uh, she, those two were excellent. The rest of the cast also was 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 good. I didn't have any other issues with any of the performances to to that extent. Some stuff I was like, eh, but those two in general, like, were really really excellent. It was a good play. Uh, let's give it a quick rating. So out of four stars, Hannah and Martin at the theater wit from the Shattered Globe Theater Company. We're going to give it a three out of four stars. Three out of three four out of stars. Three that means the Chicago 60 podcast gives Hannah Martin three out of four stars. Okay. It's out for another week or so. Actually, I think it might. Yeah. I'm going to have to go, go see check it, it out. It yeah. Awesome. yeah, it is it's a very, a very interesting place. So yeah. check that out. It was definitely worthwhile. Um, so with that, uh, moving right along in utter news. Uh, so it looks like um, the Chicago Lawn area is going to uh, be getting a a corner store slash community center. Uh, this really awesome idea where it's a gas station slash literary literary center to be put in the South Side in the Chicago Lawn area. Uh, they've been building it for the last two weeks now, um, but um, it comes from the uh, author of. Uh, uh, and I'm probably going to say this wrong, uh, Roopsteru. Uh, and so the the it's a children's book character um, that was made about 20 or so years ago to help children kind of learn how to read and, and get used to that process. And uh, the author, Le, I think it's like Lavelle Lavette, uh, she was joined by David Moore, the alderman in the 17th Ward, and Mohammed Abdullah, uh, of Greenway Operations LLC, and they're creating this this gas station slash grocery store slash literary center in the South Side for for people to actually create like a hub to to be at to be around to to kind of have a place to go and to to become knowledgeable knowledgeable about things. Which is I think the benefit of that too is if you start creating community centers around communities, then they have some place to congregate. They have some place to create ideas about what the neighborhood needs how do we you know how do we influence the neighborhood uh how do we begin influencing the the youth of the neighborhood to actually make them into something more and especially when you do it around places like uh stores local stores and gas stations and those those businesses in those areas more people for one more people surrounding that area 
but less pe- more people begin to know the people that they live around, right. the people who work at these stores. So there's less of a, a reason to do harm towards those businesses because right. it's a part of their their uh, culture. It's a part of their area. Um, so they yeah they begin about two weeks ago. They said the construction should be done uh, probably in possibly in 2020, uh, hopefully sooner than that. Um, uh, Lovett has sold over 400,000 books, tapes, and other merchandise with Roops to Rue. Uh, the gas station is going to be called the Rue, which is really cool. And they're going to use um, that uh, created entity as their, their promotional marketing. Um, and it all kind of started with uh, an interaction. She was in a hotel lobby and she started talking to uh, uh, an individual who she would come to work with. And they were just kind of conversating, and they liked the conversation that they were having. They were both, I think they were both headed to, to she was headed to India for like a, a woman's, uh, I think it was a, a woman's, uh, uh, sorry, uh, a woman's conference, that's what it was. <laughs> so she was headed to India for a woman's conference, and so they shared a Lyft, or an Uber, and they started chatting, and she mentioned that this was one thing that she always wanted to do, but she thought it was stupid. And he was like, no, that's not stupid at all. And an interaction led to another interaction led to another one, and then this creation has come out of it. So it's really amazing, especially to see you know a, a black businesswoman start creating something in the neighborhood that will end up helping. So, uh, they're Which pla- is definitely needed. More of that exactly. is needed in these communities. And so much more. Just in Chicago in general, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know any... I don't know where my local community place is. I mean, I think there's just a general lack of neighborly love and community love as time is progressing in these large cities moving forward. Every There's more people, and the, you know, the density of how of the population in the area, and no, you know, you don't really... There's no events anywhere around no. here where you get to know who the people are you're exactly. living around people are constantly moving season people are constantly moving so you don't really have mm-hmm. any real affinity to really any of the neighborhoods you're at unless you like literally buy a property there because mm-hmm. there's so many people coming in and out of the city of chicago that you just lose those feelings of like neighborhoodness mm-hmm. um that were so prevalent i would say years ago decades ago mm-hmm. where you would you get to know the people and you'd help one another out and that's truly lacking i think now so and or like an organization and a a location like that for any community in chicago i think is a wonderful thing and there needs to be more of that like there needs to be like i would love to i would go hang out with people here in this neighborhood you know people in my own building i haven't even be neighborly with it's it's ridiculous i've met maybe three or four people from my building and my building has enough units in it where half the time I'm like does anyone actually live here right yeah because I hear the noises but do they really live here am I like the only third person who lives here that's but yeah I agree there needs to be more places where we can all get together as not only a community but hell fucking our apartment complex like just something to where we can all start meeting each other um and we can work together because there are too many local businesses that are getting closed and you don't know until it's too late yeah then you go oh that thing closed down yeah and then- that's the end of it. But then if, you know, if we all got together as a community and someone's saying, hey, listen, um, I love being here and I love doing, you know, what I need to do. I need some help of keeping my business open. What would you want 
as customers and as people who live in this area, what would you want of me to give to you to make my business better, to thrive more? And that even puts it, it in their ears to go, hey, by the way, you need to stop over here or we want to do an event over here. Or we want to cater with you or we want to you know, go to this one location. Uh, just the idea of creating a literary center in a gas station, um, I think it's ingenious. I think the fact that it's a corner store, uh, gas station, and literary center, so every it's a, it's a hub now. It doesn't just have to be one thing. It can be everything for that community. Right. right. Um, and they're planning on, they're trying to go uh, open more, uh, they're trying to actually open six more stores in the city and eventually go nationwide. Uh, and so hopefully they're going to create several community outreach programs and include an all-star reading team literacy club. So it's going <laughs> to be kind a of amazing. Cool stuff. Yeah, it's going yeah, to be amazing. They're doing a lot of good work, so... Well, we'll have to tag them and see if yeah. we can maybe meet them. Yeah, <laughs> and when good. it gets built, like, I mean, it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll be awesome. And yeah. also, uh, go check out Rooster Roo because it's kind of cool. It has this, like, 90s feel. Like, it's a very, like, 90s rooster uh, with, like, the sneakers, the basketball sneakers and, like, kind of the big bill. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, kind of muscular. Like, he could still kick your ass but still be hilarious. Uh, and he out, there, there was also, uh, they mentioned that he had done a thing with Steve Harvey. It was like Steve Harvey presents Roopster Brew, oh, uh, and uh, like, and it was a a, a, um, a comic book about like puns, and nice. so it was an animated Steve Harvey, and it was very, it was very it's hilarious. Everybody loves an animated Steve Harvey. Oh yeah, so. I, exactly. <laughs> well, moving right along in utter news, another story. Noise. Yes, another story. So uh, this is another thing that's going on in the Lakeview area, uh, the area that I live Lakeview. in. Lakeview. Uh, it's um, they're doing a one-day fundraiser at Deluxe Tattoo, and um, it's to help stop uh, it's to help stop sexual violence and support the survivors of it. And so they're going to have uh, I think it's a hundred dollars to two hundred dollars to come in for one day, get uh, a variety of tattoos. There's hearts, roses, uh, you know, certain symbols, equality symbols, butterflies, things like that. Uh, mostly small tattoos. Uh, some say no means no. Uh, others say no fear, love myself, and there are all these creative, you know, great tattoos to support, uh, specifically the Joyful Heart Foundation, and it's a fundraiser that changes how people respond to sexual assault and and the violence and help heal the survivors of that and help work through the process of healing. Um, and so they have all these great tattoos. The the all cost about a hundred to two hundred dollars, which uh, as a person who has two tattoos, that's very cheap for for good work they're gonna have at least 13 artists there and i don't know if they're gonna have different forms of artists like you know how some artists are good at one thing and others are good at different uh hopefully they have different styles of that version um i'm also assuming i think they're gonna uh, specifically stick with those few templates but um you know what's what's uh you know a small tattoo that kind of says something inspirational and strong and and i bet more than likely if you were just planning on getting a tattoo anyway you could get a great tattoo and still donate uh yeah. that's definitely something you could do the fundraiser is from noon to 8 p.m june 9th uh at deluxe tattoo in west on west Irving park road so if you're planning on getting a tattoo in the next week or so and you've been thinking about ideas or if you're just wanting to, to donate uh i know they'll definitely take some donations and support um survivors of sexual assaults and sexual violence because it's it's necessary it's important yeah, it's very so. important yeah absolutely so. 
Well, we'll definitely uh, need to throw that link in uh, to the podcast. And uh, if you're interested in it, you can read more about it, get down there, and uh, we'll support it for sure because that's definitely a worthy cause to support. I mean, sexual violence is no laughing matter, depending on the joke, as Ricky Gervais would say. <laughs> Depends, oh, on Ricky Gervais. Depends on the joke. Depends on the joke, according to Ricky Gervais. But no, it's still a serious topic, and if you can go out and support and, and you still get it to charity, I mean, yeah. that's a worthy, worthy. Wo- I'm not a tattoo person myself, but there are plenty of people who love tattoos. I so mean, yeah, I, I love them. I only have two on my arms right now. I want more, but you know, no. there's a process in that. Oh so. well, just saying, Norm. But you also never see my arms right. unless <laughs> yeah. you have a boat. So uh, moving right along in other news. Um, so if you have a boat, a yacht, uh, I don't know, yacht rock, I don't care what it is, something that's uh, large and charged and will carry my fat ass, uh, I would love, we would love to get on a yes. boat. Boat. Uh, now, I've been looking outside, I've been looking at the lake, mm-hmm. and I've been seeing all these freaking boats everywhere. I uh, mean, boats. Uh, boats everywhere. So everywhere. I know, I know, I know, everyone in Chicago, there's someone here. There's someone there. There's somewhere everywhere that has a boat somewhere. That's right. And so, um, if you know a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of a cousin who has a boat, let me know. Let us know, please. Let us know. We'd love to get on that boat. We'll even uh, because we we'll have here's a the champagne reason. bottle, champagne, champagne. We'll champagne. have champagne, champagne, and champagne. We'll play Chopin, the Polish pianist. Champagne, champagne, yes. But yeah, we've always wanted to break a bottle of champagne off a boat. But then the They'll best part Norman about it... they have figurines in the boat in replica. The boat replica. In the bottle. Very intricate process. We'll go through the process just to do it. And yes. And we'll be there. We'll do the podcast on the boat if that's possible. Yes. And we'll definitely... We will. Like, I mean, please, if you know a friend of a friend of a friend of a cousin... Message boat, us. Message us. Let us know. Let and us then know. I'll let you see my arm. Oh, shit. Arms up. Plural. Oh, the guns are coming out and that'd be Norm's arms. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving right along in, in utter news. news. Quick shout out. Okay, it's time for bum 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 the opening game is going to be Thursday night for the Bears versus the Packers, okay? And the Bears, celebrating 100 years of the Bears in the NFL, have put together a list of the top 100 Bears players of all time. And who topped the list, Norm? I Do you don't know? know who. <laughs> <laughs> who topped the list? I don't know. Who topped the list? Who are you, Adam? I know Adam Sandler came to visit. Who topped the list? No, I have no idea who topped the list. Oh, our our one and only famous, the people that we went to at their foundation event down at Rosati's in Lincolnville, or the hell that was. It was good fucking pizza. We will come back if invited. I've been told we will be invited. It's Walter Payton. Walter Payton. Walter Payton, number 34, Sweetness. Sweetness. Shout out to Sweetness. Sweetness. And the Payton family. That is fantastic. Amazing. I I personally have no problem with that. Yeah, no, no. Dick cool. Butkus was number two. 
Don't have a problem with that either. I would definitely say they definitely should be the number one and number two. But Walter Payton getting the credit he deserves once again. But he is the best player of all time. I think that is definitely true. So he, I mean, shit. Like in one season, he ran for like over two thousand yards. He had like no offensive line. He had absolutely no. They had no quarterback. I mean, he basically got the Bears to the playoffs on his own. So I mean, the fact that I've seen a man with a tattoo of him, of uh, Walter right. Payton, on his leg. That says sweetness. Icon. Now, the fact that okay, I'll, I'll reiterate that the fact that I just saw I saw a white man with a <laughs> tattoo of a black man on his leg means he deserves definitely Everything. to be number one. And he was just um, an amazing dude, yeah, also in general. Yeah, I mean, his family yeah, is amazing. A foundation. They have a foundation oh, named after him. I mean, any you talk to anybody and everybody about this man. It's not just that he was great on the field; he was great as a human being. Yeah, in general. So I think he is absolutely deserving number of number one. That is probably the least shocking thing I've ever seen. Dit Butkus being number two also. He's really great. Does a lot of good things for charity and whatnot. One of the best linebackers. The well, only thing on the list I wasn't very happy with, they didn't put Brian Erlacher in the top ten, which I sound – which. And there's some people on this list that I don't even know because I'm a younger Bears fan, so I don't know some other people who are on the list. Sid Luckman is in there. I do know Sid Luckman, <laughs> which is funny because Sid Luckman is number six, but technically Jade Cutler is the greatest quarterback of all time for the Bears because of just like in terms of passing. Wow. But he's he's number 85, which is also completely justified yeah, in my yeah. opinion. He's because he's just a douchebag, but you also had to put him in there because he is technically the greatest quarterback in Bears history, except for Mitch Trubisky, who's going to overtake all of them. But... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, shout out to the Payton family and the Walter Payton Foundation, Walter and Connie Payton Foundation, yes. and Brittany Payton, and Jared Payton, and all of them. Your dad was so awesome! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we miss him. I wish he was around, yeah. man. It would be cool yeah. to, for him to get this honor uh, in person. I'm, I'm really surprised they didn't do, like, list 100 top Bears players of all time. There's just nothing but Walter Payton. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> Walter Payton, like, Walter every Walter. time he fucking did great shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the Bears have the most... The Bears have the most uh, Hall of Famers in mm-hmm. Canton, Ohio. So, it's... Uh, I can't imagine... I don't know who all ended up putting together this list, but that is a hard list to put together yeah, because there yeah, are so but... many amazing Bears. I mean, the fact... I mean, Brian Urlacher not even in the top ten. I think that was a bit harsh. The f- William the Fridge Perry was not even on the list. Really? I know. They actually, on NBC Sports, uh, Chicago NBC Sports... Had a and those were the three things. What was the biggest stiff? Jay Cutler, number eighty-five. No fridge or Brian Urlacher snubbed out of the top ten. Wow. The fr- I have to say the fridge not even making the top one hundred. I mean, I think I mean that's, he's so iconic as well. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of. Nope, yeah. didn't make it. I mean, he really. I don't know. Like career wise, I don't think other than that first season where he was became the fridge and yeah. like you know and there was the whole controversy of Ditka giving him the ball instead of Peyton at the you know so there's the whole thing, but. Well-deserved, Walter Payton. Mike Ditka is also on the list. He's in the top ten, I think, because not only as a player, is one of the best tight ends ever to play the game, but also uh, as a coach. So it's a great list. Go check it out. You can go check it out at the Bears website. They've got it up there. They've got a whole 100-year thing going on. And this coming weekend, we shall be there, uh, is the Bears 100th-year anniversary thingamajig. So... We'll be there, so all the people out there, Patty and CBTC folks and Bear Mysterio and Bear Man, we'll probably see all guys there oh, coming up. We'll be doing some live stuff, some live videos and stuff from there, so we're really excited about it. And to celebrate 
the amazing team, the best team, oh, the monsters of the midway, team. the Bears. Okay, so. That's so good. Yeah, it felt really good. Yeah. Mike Jaworski might make an appearance yeah. as well. Oh, hell yeah. He's my Jaworski. favorite. Mike Jaworski. Everybody loves Mike Jaworski. Mike Jaworski. Stop sure. Bears. Stop Bears. Uh, a couple of quick last things yes. before we get to the Jag off of the week. <clears throat> quick shout out to a couple of individuals that have died, some big sports icons, sticking with the sports theme here. Number one is Bill Buckner, who was the Cubs' first baseman for many, many years. And he's, of course, very famous because he was in that um, wonderful yeah. Red Sox-Mets game where he flubbed the <laughs> right around the first base and just went, whoop, right to the left, go, go, go. But he was a great first baseman for the Cubs, and uh, he just died today, and it's very sad. He was, uh, I mean, that one play is so iconic in sports history, not just baseball history, but sports history. It really impacted his life It did for the rest of his life. Like, yeah. He can't even be in New York. For, <laughs> like, yeah. people hate him. Like hate him. Well, and I, I just read it. I read a few articles about uh, him having to deal with that as a uh, having to go through that process. Because I mean, you know, anytime in sports you have dedicated, very dedicated fans, yep. and so he had to live through that issue of of still, you know, hey, this one play doesn't make my life, but it it definitely was a part of his name for a very long time, and so he had to work past through all that, and, and a lot of people mourned him today. And, yeah. Say, hey, you're, he was one of my greatest friends. A play doesn't make a person. That's so. right. That's right. One yeah. play doth not make a person. Yeah. And he was a good person. And he was a, overall a very good baseball player. So mm-hmm. a great a great first baseman for the for da Cubs. Da Cubs. Da Cubs. Da Cubs. And da the Cubs. Cubbies are doing well this season. They're still in first place. So I lost yesterday. Well, all right. I'll put that out there. They lost 10 to 2. That's, well, you can't win them all. I mean, they lost. There's 162 games. I mean, there was an ass whooping that happened. Yeah. That is a whooping of the ass if I've ever heard of it. Yeah, so, yeah, it was well, a beatdown. Maybe that's why he dies. I can't take this shit anymore. <laughs> Fucking a! <laughs> <laughs> just clapped. Um, but Bill Buckner, rest in yeah. peace, sir. Yes, sir. We uh, all Cubs fans will will miss you for sure, and uh, we hope you up there in heaven catching them balls. <laughs> you know, you wonder if he goes up, so up there and God is just there. He's just like, really? <laughs> he says, you missed it? God's just throwing stuff between his legs. He's like, yeah, not in heaven, bitch. I got every one of them. He's just catching every one of them. Like, yeah, no, fuck this. Not in heaven. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, good. I just wanted to make sure because, Jesus, Bill, how the hell did you miss that? You know, he, he like, I have a feeling he practiced a long time. And like, okay, so seriously, like, they throw up between his legs. He's like, no, I can do it with my eyes closed. Yeah. I'll catch it every single fucking time. It's like, oh, it's too late, Bill. But uh, anyway, great first baseman for the Cubs, and we will miss him very much. So rest in peace, sir. Yep. Now, another... Uh, person who died today very shockingly well not maybe not shocking he was an old dude but nevertheless even we must respect those that we call our rivals yes. and in some cases enemies and yes. in this particular instance a wonderful gentleman and quarterback for the Packers, the Packers. Bart Starr also died today so very sad so you know Charlie Barron's the man talk minute and Ryan Packer a buddy of mine who is a Packers fan and all my Wisconsin buddies Hike and Colton all these guys you know, I have a lot. I have a lot of friends who are Packers fans. That I don't is, know how that happened, he really but does. still, this gentleman also was a great individual. He was a great quarterback until Brett Favre. He was the best quarterback the Packers had ever had. Uh, I think they won. I think it was like Super Bowl three or whatnot with him. So over the Cowboys. So I mean, he was a great quarterback for the Packers, and he was a great rival for the Bears. And it was always tough playing against him. I don't know. I never saw his games, but that's what I hear that he was amazing. 
and he was very well respected across the entire NFL and in the Packers organization, and everybody in Wisconsin loved him. So we feel for your loss, and uh, may his uh, soul rest in peace. And you know he will definitely go down as a an NFL legend just as much as Walter Payton does, and some of the other Bears players. So um, to you, sir. So to Bill Buckner and to Bart Starr. Cheers to you guys. Rest in peace. Okay, but still fuck the Packers. Fuck the Packers. Fuck we'll the Packers. But uh, moving right along in other news. Yeah, news. Norm, it's that time again. It's our favorite time do, do, of the episode. Do, do, it do, is time do, for do, the Jack of the Week. Norm, who's our Jack off? Oh, so this Jack off has done nothing but fuck Chicago. Uh, in every single moment. There's certain days where um, this Jagoff is perfect, and then other days where this Jagoff decides to be nothing but a Jagoff. But what we jag- know this Jagoff to be a Jagoff because it's a Jagoff year round. That's right. So uh, the Jagoff of the week this week is Chicago the, weather. Chicago weather. The weather. weather. The, the weather. weather. And I mean, uh, we'll just we'll just go from today, okay? Memorial Day. Raining. Pouring. Pouring. Like, black skies, tornado warnings, flood warnings. Like, come on. It, was, it ran. It, it ran. It rained. <laughs> it rained. It rained so much. It's Emmanuel. Oh, my God. The rand. It's Emmanuel all over the place. It's been Emmanuel. Rom Emmanueling himself all over the place. Damn it, Rom. You're done. You. You're not man anymore. Stop <laughs> pissing all over the city. <laughs> No, but it's been raining the whole week. Puberty is going to set in for me at some point. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, after a good rain, it's the sun's out. But we've been waiting for good weather for. I mean, just give us a couple of days. We in April we didn't get our showers, and now we have them now. It's all May showers. the fuck? June better be fucking amazing that weather. Fucking beautiful, but I have a feeling it's gonna be like ninety degrees, yeah, hundred degree weather. That'd be what it is. And then we're just gonna go straight into winter. Yep, it's just winter is coming again. <laughs> coming again and uh, never going away. But yeah. yeah, the weather. Come on, weather. Come on. Stop being a jag Stop off being weather. A Give us some seventies weather, sunny days, okay? With some wind. I don't want to have to move to L.A. Okay, just to get nice weather. So be it. Stop being that? a jag off. Who wants to be in L.A.? Nobody. No one. Nobody. No one. No one. Nobody. No. No. One. Body. That's horrific. There, they're all superficial, but not in Chicago. We are good, genuine people, and so weather reciprocate to the genuine amazingness that it is. Okay, stop being a jagoff. Stop being a jagoff. All right. Well, with that, that is another episode of the Chicago Sixty Podcast. We hope you all liked it, and if you did, please. Be sure to follow us on the Facebook at Chicago 60, S-I-X-T-Y. That's at Chicago 60, spelled out the letter 60. You can also go to our Instagram page at Chicago underscore 60. That's the actual number, Chicago underscore 60, 60. You can go there. You can also go to YouTube because if you miss this, then you can see it on YouTube later. And it's just Chicago 60. Just look it up. Chicago space and then the number 60. And it'll pop up. Normanized faces will be there for you. You can also listen to this on iTunes because we're on iTunes. So you could always, please, please go and leave us a review and leave four, like a five, I think it goes five stars. Leave us a five star review because you love listening to Norm and I. And you, you, you can't see 
how much Norm is mocking me right now on the podcast. But it, but if you were watching our Facebook Live like you are now, you can see how much of a tool bag he is. <laughs> I fucking love it. He's so amazingly good at mimicking my things. But anyway, go follow us there because we will have different content coming out on all the different platforms very, very soon. So if you're not following us everywhere, you will miss everything and you will not get to learn about this wonderful city that we call Chicago and the greatness that is there. We're going to be having more guest stars on very soon starting in June and July. So if you're not following us, you could miss it. So just do it already. Gosh darn it. God. Norm, I think that was your best rant you've ever done. I'll try. I, 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 really try. I try to match you all the time. <laughs> so anyway, go follow us on those platforms, and we will be back here uh, probably in two weeks. If we do have another episode next week, we will let you know. But because I'm moving, we're going to take yeah. a week off, and that'll be episode 10, a big episode number for the us. Double Ooh, the double digits. The double digits. <laughs> and with that, Norm, we always have to end our podcast on the exact same phrase, and that is... Fuck the Packers! See you in two weeks, folks. Bye, everyone.